Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I am so glad you're here. You are listening to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, and today we're going to be talking about church. We're going to be talking about a specific aspect of church. How many of you have ever left a place of worship or your church home because of something happened, whether it be big or small, whether it be theological or just something that, you know, cosmetically happened or something that you couldn't get behind financially, the way the church was spending their money or possibly relationally some form of conflict. But for whatever the reason, how many of you all have left your current place of worship before to find a different place of worship or just taken a sabbatical from really meeting in any form of, of church. I know I have. I have left um, several different churches for numerous different reasons. And I wanted to talk with you a little bit about that today because in my journey of healing, and this very much has to do with healing, but in my journey of healing, one of the things that the Lord has showed me is that he can, <laughs> I get a little snicker in my voice when I, when I think about this, that he can, and sometimes he does, maybe not even sometimes, but maybe more often than not, he does bring us back to the same types of situations because he wants us to stop running. Have you considered that before? Have you thought about different things, whether it be difficult situations, jobs, relationships, uh, and I'm not talking just strictly about boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever. I'm talking about just friend relationships, jobs, classes, Sunday school classes, and churches that you have left or tried to run away from. But it seems like no matter where you go or who you meet, you find yourself in a very similar situation to the one that you tried to outrun. Kind of makes me think of the story of Jonah in the whale. The Lord wanted to have Jonah. Well, he didn't want him to. He had decided he was sending Jonah to go preach to the wicked city of Nineveh. And Jonah decided that those people weren't really worth saving and he didn't want to do it. <laughs> And so he ran away from God. And as the story goes, we know that he gets uh, a lot of different people 
into trouble when he gets on that boat in an attempt to run away from God. And in his attempt to run away from God, he has to be thrown over into the sea and he is swallowed by the giant fish. We think it's a whale, but we don't know for sure what type of a fish it was. Anyway, he spends three days in the belly of the whale to be thrown up onto sea, onto the land from being under the sea in the belly of the whale for three days. And then he doesn't just get to go to Nineveh from that piece of land that he's vomited up on. If you read the story, you will see that God sends Jonah all the way back to the place that he decided he wasn't going to do what God wanted and he was going to run away. So Jonah has to then, after being in the belly of the whale, after acknowledging that he's run away from what the Lord had um, called him to do, that he not only has to do it still, but he has to go all the way back to square one, to block A, to begin the journey that the Lord had set in front of him. Oftentimes, maybe with not having the same, you know, decided motive in our heart, maybe we're not saying, Lord, I don't want to do this, or maybe we are. But for whatever the reason, we decide, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to stay in this job anymore. I'm going to leave this church. I'm going to ditch this person. I'm going to, you know, go to another class and find a different teacher All of those things that we think to ourselves, I don't want to do that anymore for whatever the reason, and we bypass it. And we bypass it because it's uncomfortable. It's making us feel this sense of discomfort and chaos in our souls. And so we try to get around it and we get around it thinking that we know best and thinking that if we could find this place, this place of worship with the right type of music, the right type of pastor, the right type of people, then, you know, it'll be better. It's just all of the external things around us aren't right. So if we leave those external things, then we can go and find something else that's better. So essentially we do what Jonah did and we decide, I don't want to do this for whatever the reason. And we leave. My personal reason for different churches that I have left, which I talk very openly about, and never in a condemning way, but in an honest way, was due to quite a bit of um, unkind treatment because of my past diagnosis and my past issues that I went through. And that made it very, very difficult to find a place to belong in a church. It caused a lot of of pain in my life, a lot of um, issues with rejection, issues with being hurt by other believers. And so in the course of my own healing, I have left different churches because it was very hard. I did face a lot of adversity. I faced a lot of opposition and and, um, being treated differently. And I was very aware of that. One of the things very recently that the Lord had has showed me is that when I run away, I'm not only accepting defeat, but I am growing the deceit in my own mind, in my own heart, 
that by going somewhere else or finding a new place to worship, that I'm some that it's somehow going to get better. So when I run away, I'm doing one thing, and that one thing is as I'm leaving a situation that, although it's hard, could be very beneficial in my life. Because what is what is the one, and I'm trying to stay on track here, but this is just such a such an important topic. But what is one thing that happens when we are put in difficult situations? I I talk about it all the time, and and again, I'm not I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to my own self. I I actually learn things by doing this podcast. I, I definitely am not only talking as you know somebody that's already figured it out and already is doing everything. I'm talking about a lot of the times when I share with you, I'm very much in the struggle, and I learn from listening to. The things that I say, because a lot of it isn't, it isn't me, you know, I'm, I, I speak, but it isn't me speaking. It's, it's the Lord, you know, giving me the words to say. But again, when we face difficult situations, we learn about Jesus and what is healing all about. It's about learning to be both dependent upon Jesus, but also in full submission to his will. And the will of God is not always the easiest, most clear-cut, um, practical decision. Sometimes the Lord calls us to stay in a church, in a relationship, at a job, in a class with very difficult people and in very difficult circumstances. Sometimes it is not his will that we run away from our Nineveh. Sometimes it is his will that we go and we stand and we preach to the Nineveh. And I'm not talking about literally preaching. I'm talking about being that force that refuses to give up that testimony that just because we don't see an impact, just because we don't feel welcome, just because we're met with opposition and unkindness, and possibly gossip and lies, it isn't enough for us to just jump ship and run. There was more going on than the Lord wanting to spare the people of Nineveh by having his word preached to them. It was also a work being done in Jonah. And when Jonah decided to run away, he did it for reasons that were well thought out in his human mind. One of the things that has gone across my mind when I have faced situations of rejection or not being included, not being, you know, um, a part of things that I had hoped to be a part of is I can very easily reason out in my own mind why I shouldn't put up with this, why it's not biblical, why God wouldn't want me to be in or at a church where I couldn't serve him, where I couldn't have close community and fellowship, where I wasn't being quote unquote fed spiritually every week. And so there were a lot of things, humanly speaking, that were logical, that made sense. They weren't crazy and made up and like some pie in the sky idea. They were logical things, just as Jonah thought 
it was logical that these people were too wicked to be saved, that they were dangerous, that they were disgusting, that God was wasting his time on them. He didn't want to deal with them. He had a lot of human reasons that it was a waste of time. But what the Lord was saying to Jonah is, yes, it's difficult. Yes, these people have done a terrible thing. They have sinned against me greatly. But I love people, and I want to offer them and extend to them my grace and mercy. And I have chosen you to be the vessel to which I give them this message. But it was also at the same time saying, Jonah, I've chosen you to do a difficult task, to travel a difficult journey, to deal with a difficult people, to swallow your pride, to swallow what you think is going on, to humble yourself under my mighty hand so that I may exalt you at the proper time, but I may also exalt this people. Because God is a God of redemption. He's a God that doesn't want anyone to perish. And that's not just strictly salvation. Of course, he wants everyone to come to know him. But do you know that a lot of people that know Jesus, they just have basic, very basic knowledge about salvation. They have no knowledge, intimate knowledge of the redemptive heart that our God has. The intentional plan that our God seeks to bestow on all of his children. It is not always what we think it should be or how we think it should come about. But our God is a God that gives healing freely. But it is often with a cost. And sometimes the cost is to stop trying to run away from the things that are hard for us. The people that are hard for us. And some of the hardest, one of the hardest things to not run away from is a church. Because we do, we hold other believers to a very high standard. We put them on a pedestal. We believe with good reason that we shouldn't be hurt by them. And that if we are hurt, they're going to come and apologize and want to make it better. But saved people are still broken people. Just as you and I are. And our relationship with Jesus is not our relationship to the people at church. It is not dependent on the pastor. It is not dependent on the music. It is not dependent on if we are fed by people in the pulpit, in the music, in the relationships, in the small groups, in the Sunday school. Those things are great when they work out. But our relationship with Jesus Christ is between us alone and God. You and God, me and God. And just because we're in a church with difficult people doesn't necessarily mean that God is calling us to leave, telling us to leave, or that it is his will that we should leave. Sometimes the only way that we beat the chains is to stare the demons in the face. Sometimes running away doesn't make it better. Sometimes running away is the wrong thing to do. Do you have to be fed at church in order for it to be the right church for you? That's a question my mom asked me a couple weeks ago. 
I had to think about it because there's a lot of Bible verses that talk about, you know, edifying each other and lifting each other up and long suffering. But the more that I read them, the more that I thought we twist these verses to be something about how we should get something out of church. When really, if you look at these scriptures, we are called to be long suffering. And then after that, it gives you a list of different difficult types of people to be loving and long suffering with. When the Bible is telling us, yes, community is good, But how do you get community? You don't get it by jumping ship every time someone is mean or difficult or doesn't like you or doesn't let you in. You get community by sticking it in there. Refusing to leave because it gets hard. Going and preaching to the Nineveh. And again, I'm not referring to opening your mouth in a physical preaching, although maybe that's what you're being called to do. I'm more meaning it in a figurative picture type way where you're going and you're doing the hard thing that God has called you to do because it's not just for them. It's for you too. And there's a reason that these arrows of whatever it is that is painful for you hurt you so bad in in church situations or in job situations or in school situations or relationship situations. And if you think by running, it's going to get better you're mistaken. Things in our life don't get better. They don't affect us less. They don't have less power over us when we run. Sometimes the way through the way over the problem is through the problem. It's not around it. It's not finding a different version of it. Friends, I can't tell you in the most ludicrous ways that I have been brought back, that I've been swallowed in the belly of the whale for trying to run away from something. Because God's love is perfect, and perfect love doesn't give us what we want. It gives us what we need. And sometimes what we need is to take the hand of the Father, to stop running away, and to deal with the things that bother us, torment us, scare us, make us insecure. And I'm not saying to stay in an abusive church home. I'm not saying that a bit. I am talking or an abusive job or an abusive relationship. I am talking about just the everyday discomfort of being neglected, being abandoned, being gossiped about, being lied about having people be two-faced, having people, all of those things that are just painful. They're not necessarily um, causing us physical harm. Now, mental harm, maybe. But we're tougher than we know. And we often give up quicker than we should. And we often decide that if something is hard, it must not be what God wants. I want to challenge you to think differently about each and every situation that you are considering walking away from right now. Is it your spouse? Is it your church? Is it your job? Is it your child? Is it your family? Because sometimes the way to get over it is to go through it. And sometimes it's not just the people around you that need to change, but it is equally you. 
I have learned for every insecurity that I have had or that I currently have, for every fear and lie that I hold on to, for every bad thing that has been done to me, there is a part of me that doesn't work like it should. There is a part of me that doesn't function as it could. There's a part of God that I don't know about. And so when I run from my own challenging times, weaknesses, I'm really running away from Jesus, even if it doesn't appear that way. Because every weakness, every sin that we struggle with, it's a part of God that we don't really understand. And when we run the other other direction and we decide it's not something we should do, we have to understand that there's a physical behavior going on, but there's also a mental deceit that's being allowed to continue to form and take root in our lives. Friend, God loves you. And he is faithful even when people aren't. And if you are in a difficult situation in your church or in a relationship or in your marriage or at your job or your school, you need to know that just because people treat you poorly doesn't mean that God isn't in it. And it doesn't mean that God's okay with it because he calls you to stay. It means that he is doing something bigger than you can recognize on the surface. And you are called to trust him. You are called to submit to him. And you are called to lean on him. And these situations where people fail us is often the times where we get to see the true relationship that's possible to be had with Jesus Christ. So I would encourage you to not run away from the people and the places that scare you or are hard on you, but to stick it out, to truly be changed, to receive the healing that God wants to give you. But that is only gotten when we truly obey every bit of his word that he has spoken to us. And sometimes that word is to stay in the difficult situation. I hope you guys have a great week. Be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, and follow this podcast. Tell all your family and friends and keep the support coming. I truly appreciate you and your faithful listening every week. Come back and let me know if you have any prayer requests or any questions about your faith walk. You can reach me on social media with a private message at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things, either on Instagram or Facebook, and on the World Wide Web at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. I will see you next time. Have a good week.
Are you stuck in your office spinning your wheels? Is it time for you to get away from your business so you can focus on the business? Maybe a retreat? I'm Katie Horner of the For Your Success podcast, and though my husband and I started out in full-time ministry, living well below the poverty line, our six-figure business now gives us ministry opportunities that far outweigh the ones we had in full-time ministry. Join me and my husband Tap on April 30th at the Get Out of the Boat Christian Business Virtual Retreat to recharge your batteries and let us show you how fun it can be to walk out your faith in your business with joy and confidence, because doing the business that God created you to do can be your best worship. The Get Out of the Boat Christian Business Retreat is April 30th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and you can attend from anywhere online. We can't wait to see you there. You can get all the info and register for your ticket right now at getoutoftheboat.com.